Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thanks for watching all around the planet. I appreciate you. A couple of quick reminders. Please go to DougBillings.us and support the show, support the website. Click on the membership page over there at DougBillings.us. There's multiple levels, multiple price points, multiple affordabilities for you to share and support this program. We need your financial support, quite frankly, to begin to, uh, to continue to share the message of hope, of truth, and light throughout this world. Today, a very special and uh, important message in this week where we're focusing on the patenting and the creating and the the infection of the COVID virus is thrust upon the world, not by an accidental leak in Wuhan, but by people in our own government and our own infectious disease control centers. The CDC, the Gates Foundation, and Dr. Fauci patented this thing, released it, and then, by the way, not only patented the creation of and the recipe of COVID-19, but they also then just a few short days later, back in 2000 and 2002, created the detection devices and, and the mechanisms by which we could detect COVID-19 and prevent it. All of this are focal points this week on this show. And today, Karen Kingston with us, a former employee of Pfizer, a medical device analyst, fully researched and knowledgeable in all of this. You don't want to miss this show. You're going to want to share it with all of your friends, you're not going to see anything about what Karen tells you today in the mainstream media because the mainstream media is not interested in the truth. So ladies and gentlemen, today on the right side with Doug Billings, Karen Kingston, let's go. What you are experiencing is truth and knowledge in the place where liberal intellectual immaturity is exposed and determined patriotism is born. You're on The Right Side with Doug Billings. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thanks for watching. All around the planet, we appreciate you. Today, uh, a continuation, really, of the COVID-19 story that's been, at least on this program, all week long, beginning with the, uh, the absolutely huge story from Dr. David Martin about the patenting creation of and the treatment of the COVID-19 virus as early as the year 2000 and how it was not accidentally released at a lab in Wuhan, but purposefully released by members of our own country, the Fauci's of the world, the Bill Gates Foundation, and members of the Chinese Communist Party. So all of this continues today uh, on this program. And I want to introduce to you a, a, a new friend of mine, an expert in, in all of this, uh, a woman who I met in, in Branson, Missouri, during our Determined Patriotism Conference. She was one of our speakers. We had, we had scheduled her to speak, Karen Kingston. She's a pharmaceutical med device analyst, and she joins me here on the right side with Doug Billings. Karen, hello. Hi, Doug. How are you? I'm well, and I can't wait for everything that you have to share with this audience today, because you're an expert in the, the vaccine, its contents, how, um, you know, what the, the elixir, as I call it, the recipe. Uh, I can't wait for you to talk about all of the things that we've known for many, many, well, I should say you've known for many, many years. You've been shouting from the mountaintops about all of this. And then we have Dr. David Martin talking about it. Uh, we have this show and Vandersteel, who's a friend, a mutual friend of ours. She's talking about it on her show. Uh, this has vindicated you, hasn't it? The things that are coming to life today and this week uh, are, have vindicated the warnings that you've really been sounding for a long time. Um, 
Unfortunately, yes. Um, when this first started, I, I knew there was something wrong from the, the get-go back in March that we were being set up for a vaccine rollout. Um, as an analyst in the industry, it, it's a game of chess. You, you see the moves, you see what's going to happen. Uh, and when they were developing the vaccine uh, and they had such a quick rollout, you know, an alarm went off in my internal alarm. But then when they started going after children to inject them with the vaccine, with the, sorry, the injection, which they said contained mRNA to create, which is modified ribonucleic acid to create the spike protein, which we know now, and, and many of us knew back then was um, from, a, from a lab in Wuhan. So, you know, when they started talking about the spike protein and how it attacked the different systems, it wasn't a coronavirus, um, a standard coronavirus. Anyone that knows anything about coronaviruses knows they're typically upper respiratory infections, which is a fancy word for a cold. Right. Um, so, you know, you did an amazing job the other day, just two days ago on your, when you went over uh, Dr. Um, Fulmix and, and Martin's uh, lawsuit that they're bringing, criminal lawsuit that they're bringing against Dr. Fauci and the NIH and NIAD. And the world is starting now to realize that this uh, spike protein is a biological weapon. And I hope the world is starting to realize that we were told that the injections contain the modified RNA to produce the spike protein, right. which we now know is a biological weapon. And my hope with this presentation is that people are going to be able to, to share it and, and help people understand that we have been deeply betrayed by our government leaders and deeply betrayed by um, healthcare officials and healthcare practitioners. Karen, uh, let's... Yeah. Yeah. I uh, totally agree. I can't wait for the audience to see the presentation that you're going to put forth today. It's one of those programs, ladies and gentlemen, where you're going to want to share this with friends and family. You're going to want to watch this more than once. Pay attention to the slides that, that Karen will be sharing here with us today. But Karen, let's let's get into it. And as, as we begin, really, would you explain to us how how in the world did we go from, you know, the advice or the, or the mantra of, hey, all we need is two weeks to slow the curve or to stop the curve. How did we go from there to now? Hey, we need a needle in every arm, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody's got to get the jab. How did how did we get here? That's a that's a great question, Doug, because I'm sure in March of last year, if they were like, hey, um, we're going to skip the next 15 months and we're just going to inject you with a biological uh, agent and we can go back to normal. People would have gone, heck no. So what what has been going on for the last 16 months, basically? How did we get here? Well, basically what happened is back in January of 2020, when we first, um, our government first found out about the the quote unquote novel coronavirus, which we know now is not novel. There's 73 patents filed on it by um RNIH and Dr. Fauci, uh, when they found out that this could potentially be a pandemic, uh, Secretary Azar declared a public health emergency. Uh, then in February, just a few days later, February 4th, um, he said that the health emergency could potentially affect national security. And when he made that declaration, that enabled the emergency use, auth use authorization of medical countermeasures. Um, so that's what had happened. So the medical countermeasures under the emergency use authorization are not FDA approved products. They're either products that are used for something else like hydroxychloroquine, um, which, which is approved product for um, different uh, autoimmune diseases uh, and malaria. Um, so you could use that because you knew it was safe 
And you could, you know, if that showed to be effective in treating uh, coronavirus, that would be an appropriate use of the emergency use authorization. The other thing the medical countermeasure measures the EUA accounts for, though, is products that haven't gone through the safety and efficacy trials of the FDA. Um, and that's a very dangerous um, clause. And we'll, we'll talk about that more as, the, as, as our discussion goes on. So the way that we got here, which is, is very interesting is, okay, we know that we're on the brink of a potential global pandemic. Um, so we've enacted uh, emergency use authorization and what President Trump did then on the 16th, and we're gonna go into why he had done this, he announced that we need to shut down the country for two weeks essentially to stop the spread. Um, and we were told by the World Health Organization that the contract fatality rate was 3.4%. It looked like it was upwards of 20% in Italy. So it looked like the, the fatality rate of the first SARS virus, the first SARS coronavirus and the MERS virus. So we thought this is gonna be far more infectious with a very high fatality rate. Then what President Trump did on March um, 19th, which I think is very interesting is, you know, with the scientists uh, that, you know, he was working with, there was a lot of evidence that showed hydroxychloroquine was very effective in preventing and treating early disease uh, of the coronavirus. Um, and actually Dr. Fauci during the, the last SARS outbreak said hydroxychloroquine is both a treatment and a cure. So when President Trump went out and touted that, if that had gone forward, we would never be in the situation where we're using experimental biological agents. So what's also very interesting is on March 27th, Azar declares that um, the use of drugs and biological agents can be used as medical countermeasures. So keep in mind, Trump on the 19th said, hey, we can use hydroxychloroquine. Then they enact the EUA, which allowed for hydroxychloroquine to be used as well as you know, the development of other products. So then on March 28th, they granted the use of hydroxychloroquine, which was a great move because we know now that it's very effective as is ivermectin. Um, and, and that's basically you know, part of how we were trying to contain and mitigate COVID-19 or how our president was. Right. Then on April 16th, the president said, you know, uh, Fauci was saying, um, hey, we need to, we're not gonna open up by Easter. I think you guys remember that. He's like, that's impossible. Trump did wanna open up for Easter. He did say, you know, if we're not a country that's meant to be shut down. If we shut down, that's the end of our economy and that's the end of our country. And that's also what Clinton said in the Clinton doctrine in 1999 about national security. So this isn't a Republican, this isn't a bipartisan issue. So he tells the governors on 16th, hey guys, this is up to you. Here's the CDC guidelines. You got to open up uh, because the economy is a big part is, is what runs this country. That's our national security. Our economy. Gotcha. So, and then, yeah. so we have 40 seconds left in the block. So then in June okay. 15th, the FDA revokes the use of hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. And, and we can pick up with this on the other side of the break. Uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Karen Kingston with us this hour, a lot of stuff to talk about. I, she and I discussed this offline. Obviously, we're going to need a couple of shows to get through all of this. Uh, we appreciate you. We'll be right back. A very short break, and we'll see you on the other side. The Right Side with Doug Billings. Hello, my friends. Hey, how much equity, if I could ask, do you have in your home? 
$50,000, $100,000 or more. Cybercrime experts are alerting homeowners across the country that the more equity you have, the greater the chance that foreign or domestic criminals are going to come after you. Home title theft is the fastest growing crime in America. In fact, Home Title Lock, that's America's leader in home title protection, is alerting homeowners across the nation that they could already be a victim and yet not even know it. Here's how it goes down, my friends. First of all, cyber thieves search hundreds of public databases for high equity homes. Next, they'll forge your signature, claiming that you've sold your home and they'll take out loans using your equity. You're not covered by insurance, not covered by your bank. There's no common identity theft program that's going to help you. So protect your most valuable asset. Register your address now to see if you've already become a victim and you'll get a complete title history of your home. That's a $100 value free of charge. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Cheers. Hi, Hunter Ellis here for Night Hero Binoculars by Atomic Beam. These binoculars let you see anything, even in pitch black darkness. Gotcha. The secrets are powerful wide-angle atomic beam laser that reveals objects up to 150 yards away hidden by darkness. During the day, Night Hero gives you 10 times magnification. And when the sun goes down, press the Night Bright button to see clearly in the dark. Light up garbage-eating critters or spot thieves before they even get close. Call or click now and get Night Hero binoculars for just $39.99. Order right now and you can double it. Plus, get our best-selling atomic beam flashlight. Just pay a separate fee. We'll even ship them to you free. This TV special offer is not available on Amazon. You can get it all, but you have to order now. Call 1-800-619-1091. That's 1-800-619-1091. Or visit ByNightHero.com. That's ByNightHero.com. Order now. The Right Side with Doug Billings. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Right Side with Doug Billings, where I enter into your lives every day to make differences for the better. And you know what that is, don't you? That's the meaning of life. That's why we are all here to enter into each other's lives to make differences for the better. And today, Karen Kingston is entering into your life and she's making differences for the better because of this knowledge and the, and the information that she's sharing with you today. Karen, all right. We have, um, we, you've laid the groundwork to a degree about this. We hear this terrible, horrible, deadly virus that's going to wipe out everybody. And we got to shut down the entire world. And our, our government shuts down our economy and wrecks it completely. Oh, and by the way, the virus, you know, has a 99.999 survival rate until you get to like age 85 or something. So let's start right there and talk about the truth behind the morbidity and the deadliness of this, of the so-called deadliness of this, of this virus. Sure, Doug, yeah, and it, you're absolutely right. We do know now, and I'm gonna let you know that Fauci knew back in February of last year that this had the same fatality rate as a seasonal flu. However, that's not what our president was told, President Trump, and that's not what the American people were told. So this is from the CDC's website. It's their report that they put together in March of 2020 of last year. And you can see here in the upper right-hand corner um, that they looked at the um, case fatality rate by age group globally that they were getting in. I wanna be very clear, case fatality rate means that someone was diagnosed with coronavirus. At that time, it didn't necessarily need, mean it had to have a positive test. You just have to have the symptoms. Also keep in mind that we were told in this country and around the globe, 
don't go see a doctor or to the hospital unless you have coronavirus. There was no other reason to go. So pretty much if you're going to the hospital at that time or seeing a doctor and you got very sick or died, you had coronavirus. That was the setup, you know, um, and it was a setup. So if you take a look at the mortality rate, you look at 10 to 20% in people over the age of 85. Again, that looks like an absolutely horrible fatality rate, case fatality rate. And then it goes down to three to 11%, 65 to 84. And, but here, if you're young and healthy, if you're under 20, nobody, it's zero, zero deaths. Here's the problem with these numbers. People that are old, over the age of 85, by being alive, unfortunately, they have a 13% risk of dying. That's just their fatality rate in that age group. So the fatality rate of that age group falls in the fatality rate of COVID. And the majority of people that died from COVID, over half of them were over the age of 85. Right. So right. it doesn't make sense why we shut down the country. Uh, it, it's, it's sad, but you know, being alive puts you at risk for dying. It's just, that's it. The only way you're not going to die is if you're already dead. And I hate to say it that yeah, way, but that's, right. that's the truth. So this is really a, a weaponization of words. And, and it's truly the definition of mendacity, which is when you, you manipulate, you're intentionally manipulating the truth and you're being untruthful in order to um, control people. And that's really what was going on here. So, and then if you take a look at, well, what did Fauci and Burks know? I mean, Dr. Fauci um, thought that this was true. No, he didn't. On February 28th in 2020, he submitted his opinion, his professional scientific, because he is science, scientific opinion on the coronavirus case fatality rate. And in the New England Journal of Medicine, he stated right here that COVID-19 may ultimately be more akin to those of a severe seasonal flu, which has a case fatality rate of approximately 0.1%. Why is this so important? Because who did he announce this to? He announced this to his, I'm gonna call them co-conspirators in the medical community and the scientific community. And you can see here, the New England Journal of Medicine also has a version for China. There's a link right, right there. So yep. he's telling his associates that he's working with, hey, I'm gonna tell the American people that this thing is highly deadly and we need to lock down our country, destroy our economy, pull children out of schools, but I'm gonna wink, wink, let you know that it only has a case fatality rate of 0.1%. This is the ultimate betrayal. This is ultimate uh, weaponization of words and abuse, propaganda abuse of, of us. And, and I, I, I want people to, understand this this and, is and people, are, people are saying well he probably changed his opinion he probably changed his mind no he didn't because if he did he would re he would um redact the paper when the doctors published on may 22nd in the, the new england journal of medicine or sorry in the lancet on the use of hydroxychloroquine and they said that it was deadly and didn't work they, they published on may 22nd then there was uh, other scientists who said, hey, you had more people in hospitals in certain zip codes and you even had cases dying from coronavirus. That doesn't make sense. So they retracted the paper. He would have retracted this paper if he changed his opinion. Ladies so and gentlemen, what, what Karen Kingston is doing here is laying out the very fact that Dr. Fauci and his cohorts, his co-conspirators, wrecked an entire economy. Uh, not only in the United States, but he was the, the focal for other countries wrecking and destroying their economies, too, and responsible, therefore, for more deaths than the virus ever touched. And it's infuriating 
This is the part of what Karen is saying here. This is why we need you to share the show to everybody that you know. Watch the show more than once. Take a look at these slides. Read the data. Karen's presenting facts, and it's absolutely abhorrent what Fauci and others have done. Karen, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, please. I, I, I wish this could be you know, even more of a discussion. And just to drive the point home, again, this is weaponization of words to terrorize American people and scare us you know, into giving up our liberties. The highly deadly virus perspective, okay? We remember when HIV came out, it was highly deadly. Over 90% of people died from HIV. Oh my gosh. Right. Um, so what other virus had a high contract fatality rate? Well, chickenpox did. So this is a study from the Journal of Infectious Disease that did an analysis of the case fatality rate of chickenpox from the years 1970-1994. And what you can see up here, I summarized it for you, that if you were an adult and you did not get chickenpox as a child, it had a very high case fatality rate, 21 to 77%. I am old enough to remember chickenpox. I am old enough to remember that when I got chickenpox, if there was an adult who did not have chickenpox, we stayed the heck away from them. Right. On top of that, this was highly deadly because it killed our children. It killed young, healthy adults, teenagers, and children with case fatality rates of up to 8% in infants and newborns and up to 4% in teenagers. This is the posterity of our country. This is the future of our country. This is when a disease is highly deadly, when it kills people who have their entire lives in front of them. Okay, so putting this in perspective, this coronavirus was not highly deadly. Second of all, to put the need for the vaccine in perspective, it took 25 years to develop a vaccine for chickenpox. We survived. We didn't shut down the economy. We didn't pull chicken kids out of school and, and music classes and sports because they may get a disease that could potentially you know, harm them you know, or harm their caretakers. Absolutely. It's insane. And you see the numbers right there in front of you. Keep on going, Kelly. It's so important. I, I don't want to interrupt your flow of, of thought here. Let's, let's keep on going with this. So, so again, this is a weaponization of words. The coronavirus is not highly deadly. Turns out it has a 99.9% survival rate in most people and 99.995% in children. So why have we injected 3 billion, have we done 3 billion injections of these biological agents worldwide? Okay. And over 50% of Americans have also gotten fully vaccinated. Um, it doesn't make sense. These are yep. proven to be, I can't believe that. Can you hear that noise? No, I can't hear a thing, but I, but we're up okay. against a break and I want to, I want to, I want to come to a clean cut here because we, I want to pick up with this very okay. topic, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back after this break with Karen Kingston, don't go away. The right side with Doug Billings. Hey everybody. Do you forget stuff? Would you like to remember the names and numbers of your friends without having to look at your phone contact list? What if you're at a cocktail party and some commune socialist starts spewing forth data? Would you like to remember all of the counter data and the truth to put that person in their place and to set the record straight? Well, I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Greg, who I've known for over 30 years and who I trust. He has a program called the Total Recall System. It will help you remember everything that's important to you. Truly, if that's amazing, it is, and it's simple. Go to MemoryPowerNow.com. This is all available to you as an instant download. MemoryPowerNow.com. Take the total recall system, and if you enter my name in the promo code, you'll get 50% off. 50% off. You can remember that one, I'm sure. Go to MemoryPower.com and look it up. Get it. 
buy it. Get 50% off if you use my name, memorypowernow.com. Cheers. The Right Side with Doug Billings. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Right Side with Doug Billings, where we engage in determined prayer and determined patriotism every day. That's the way we roll here. Karen Kingston, our guest today, with just incredible information from her years of experience as a pharmaceutical med device analyst, sharing with you the the truth, the history, and the timelines of all items related to COVID and the jab, et cetera. And where we left off, Karen, uh, I want to segue now into some real world, as you say, real world death and harm that has been evidenced from the jab and and what really uh, we are facing with regards to risks that really the mainstream media just is not talking about. So please continue and let us know about these real world risks that are out there. Yeah, as, as we were just talking about that, the, the media and um, the NIH, Dr. Fauci, the CDC, Dr. Burks, and now Dr. Walensky really weaponized words when they were talking about the virus being highly deadly, when in fact, real world evidence is showing that these injections are lethal to many people in the short term and children, um, and we don't know the long-term effects. So if we want to take a look at some of the, the data that's available uh, publicly, um, what we can see here is we already have almost uh, 160 million Americans fully vaccinated, um, and um, we also have um, the, um, sorry, and then we also have the death rates here on the right-hand side. So what's, it, what's important to note is that um, they're pushing to get everyone vaccinated right now with this experimental biological agent, but the people that are at risk, you can see here on the right-hand side, those who are over 65, almost 90% of them are already fully vaccinated. So we don't need, we're at herd immunity according to the data um, it, according to the data from the CDC. So this doesn't make sense to even move forward with injecting more people. Um, and the other thing is this death rate here, the 596,000 deaths from COVID-19, it's conflated. Conflated means that it was added on to other deaths as we talked about. So someone could have had stage four cancer. Someone could have had a car accident. Right. Um, we, these aren't right. real numbers. And, and when I was prior to starting this podcast and being furloughed because of COVID, I was an HR executive in a, in a, in a healthcare company. And we saw full well that on death certificates, what they died from was asthma. But because they had COVID, they listed it there. And so hospitals would get a little kiss. They'd get some money, $35,000 for every COVID death. So everybody all of a sudden was dying of COVID. We, we know that and it's infuriating. And, and I see you pointed out here. So the 560, 596,000 deaths, probably in reality, the last data I saw, you're looking at about 45,000 true deaths from COVID. And I don't have those numbers to show like Karen does, but it's a typical flu season, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And, and if you want to be generous and hedge, you know, maybe 90,000 with all the pneumonia cases. So, yeah, yeah. you know, anyway, right. So what's alarming about this is that, again, according to the CDC's own data, assuming you know one third of people have already had COVID, so we have natural antibodies, those who are at risk, almost 90% are injected with these um, COVID-19 injections. And yet on Independence Day, Joe Biden comes out and tells everyone to go get vaccinated because that's, the, that's what you have to do as a patriot for your country. And he says that he knows that our children and grandchildren will be safe on this planet for generations to come. 
if you get injected with an experimental biological agent. This is one of the worst betrayals a leader of America has ever has ever done on Independence Day. It is the worst betrayal a leader of America has ever committed on Independence Day. Because let's take a look at the real world evidence in regards to protecting our children and our grandchildren. So I'm gonna look, take you through the VAERS database, which is the vaccine adverse report system put up by the CDC. All right. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be very diplomatic about this. So they say that any reported event, this is straight from the, the CDC VAERS website, any reported event, um, there is no cause and effect relationship has been established. Just if someone was vaccinated and they died or were hospitalized or had some you know, paralyzation or harmful adverse event, they're saying we can't prove that that's related to the to a vaccine. They admit that underreporting is one of the main limitations, right? So the numbers here are actually underreported by anywhere from um, there could be 99% more cases or 10% more cases, and that was proven in a Harvard study on a vaccine trial um, that uh, sorry a, a vaccine for I believe it was MMR, and they did not they they showed that. 99% of the side effects and adverse events that were reported into VAERS never showed up in VAERS. And that was okay. a study out of Harvard. Right. And they also say that, um, this is also very important, that the VAERS data is only the initial report. So if someone is initially reports to VAERS, hey, um, an 18-year-old kid came in, he had heart palpitations, and then he went home. If the 18-year-old comes back in again and dies, that that follow-up visit is not entered into theirs because right. they don't want to duplicate the data. Gotcha. So this is what we need to know. Um, as of July 2nd, 2021, there have been 9,000 deaths reported in VAERS. Okay. That number is probably more like 90,000 and it could be upwards of three or 400,000. We need to know that 629 children under 17 have been hospitalized or died. Again, that number could be closer to six or 7,000. I can tell you here at Rady's Hospital in San Diego, um, the second or third week of June, just three weeks after Pfizer approved the, vac the injections for, or the FDA um, authorized the injections for 12 to 15 year olds, eight children were in Rady's um, Children's Hospital with uh, cardiac heart complications. That is a lot. Karen, so just for my own clarity and with regards to the audience watching, when you say that when we when we have here 9,000 deaths listed officially, how can we assume that it might be 100,000? What what leads you to, to believe that it might be? Is there some something that gives you pause that they're not reporting these things accurately? And that might be sound like a facetious question, but uh, just so we understand. There's two things. There is there is the um, study that was done out of Harvard where we know the VAERS system is um, inadequate, uh, understaffed, and basically incompetent. So we know that. Right. Um, the other thing is the CDC has come out and said they're about three months behind. Got you. Okay. So there's a three, yeah, there's a three-month lag. So those right. are two pretty irrefutable, you know, All right. evidence. All right. Please continue. Um, so that's the reason why. And they also said they're understaffed as well. Yep. So well, that's because that's because everybody's staying home collecting their stimulus checks. Don't you know? Nobody wants to go to work <laughs> exactly. anymore. <laughs> but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
so again, what this is, this is what's interesting is that this, this is the data from the CDC VAERS site. If you go to the CDC site and you actually take a look at what they have to say about the vaccines, they say the vaccines are safe and effective right at the top. Um, and they say that uh, they reduce the risk of people spreading the virus that causes COVID-19. I will show you in the FDA filings, they don't do this. And the FDA says you cannot say this information. Um, and they say you may have a side effect after vaccination, but it should go away in a few days. Uh, well, death, not, not, not if your side effect is death. Exactly, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And there's, there's so much information about this. And this is important too. They also say it typically takes two weeks for the vaccine to build up um, antibodies in your system. The reason why that's interesting is that we're, you know, probably on the next talk, uh, the next time we talk, we're going to go through the FDA data and the primary outcome in the studies for the vaccine for Pfizer was reduction in infection one week after the second dose. Wow. So how is the FDA being approved on or the FDA authorizing an injection based on one week after the second dose of efficacy, but on their own website, it says you need two weeks to produce antibodies. Yeah. None of this makes any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So what I'm going to do now is, is, is I really want to drive home to people that these are deadly and that children are dying. These are taking lives. Um, If you, um, Many physicians will know this. They do something, uh, whether you're doing your residency or your cardiac fellowship, um, as you're going through medical school, there's something called M&M rounds. It's morbidity and mortality rounds. And they bring up case studies of, of people that and children that died that week in their, in their area, their specialty. So this is one of the cases from the VAERS uh, database. It's the mortality case of an, of an infant death. It's a male boy who was five months old, and it was death by exposure to the injection. Um, again, the CDC says on their website in regards to infant death after vaccines, they say SIDS is common. Sudden, you know, that's when a child sometimes passes in their sleep. Um, and it's just a coincidence if a child dies after a vaccine. So after the Pfizer injection, um, this case was a mom received her second Pfizer injection. She was breastfeeding her five-month-old baby boy. Um, and the next day, she, um, the, the boy became sick and he was crying and inconsolable. Um, and she brought him into the um, emergency room. And what they found was he had elevated liver function tests, which means that his, um, his body was metabolizing toxins. That's what it means. So when your liver function tests go up, your LFTs, it's when your body is metabolizing toxins. Um, oh and gosh. then the baby died from thrombotic thrombocytopenia, which is very, it's an, it's an anomaly. It's when the platelets in your blood, they congregate around something and cause a clot. But thrombocytopenia, that's what thrombosis is. Thrombocytopenia is when your platelets are wiped out of your body. It's often caused by something like chemotherapy. Uh, if you have leukemia, like you, you have, you know, it's, it's a, if you have leukemia, you, de- you develop um, severe anemia, which is a very low platelet count. So you're having, coagul- you're having congregation, coagulation, and thinning of your blood at the same time. So it's a very rare condition. Uh, yeah. Karen, and, this, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Go on. We have just a minute left. We can, I want to pick back up on this, but to keep us honest, ladies and gentlemen, stop the madness. This injection of a five-month-old baby 
we've got to spread the word. We've got to stop this craziness. These, these babies, this age group, if you're under the age of 20, you're basically immune. We got to stop the craziness. Karen, I can't thank you enough. We've got one more break with you coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. An incredibly important show that you need to see and share. We'll be right back after the short break. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen right now to get your very own MyPillow Giza Dream sheets. When you buy one set of sheets, you'll get another set absolutely free. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the set of The Right Side with Doug Billings. Please make sure that you head over to MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Can't imagine that I'm saying those words on my program, but I am. Check them out. MyPillow.com. If you feel like you want to use the phone to place your order, that's okay. 1-800-873-0413. In either case, whether it's MyPillow.com or the phone number, make sure that you use the promo code BEK, that's B-E-K, for that great MyPillow product at a great price. Thanks again, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, MyPillow.com, 1-800-873-0413. Thank you very much indeed for watching us here on The Right Side with Doug Billings. Cheers. Non-attorney spokesperson. This is a paid advertisement for legal services sponsored by Nightline Legal. Cases assigned on a random basis to participating law firms. This drug remains approved by the FDA. If you or a loved one regularly took Zantac and were later diagnosed with cancer, call right now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. Potential cancers include bladder cancer, colon cancer, kidney cancer, stomach cancer, liver cancer, pancreatic cancer. Do not stop taking a prescribed medication without first consulting with your doctor. Discontinuing a prescribed medication without your doctor's advice can result in injury or death. Call 1-800-230-9210. We're the ladies of Another View, bringing you a fresh view on local issues. Thank you for your patience and understanding. Oh my gosh. Isn't that, that the most condescending, crazy. rude email you've ever um, received? Well, welcome to National the third News. term of a certain president. I really believe that. And different perspectives you won't get on the mainstream media. Watch us weekday afternoons at 4.30 Central Time on Beck News and at Beck.News. The Right Side with Doug Billings. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Right Side with Doug Billings, an important show for you, the most intellectually mature audience in all of podcast land. And Karen Kingston, here helping you become more so today, ladies and gentlemen. Karen, okay, we were talking about um, the, the morbidities, the, the, the injections of these five-month-old babies and the deaths that the vaccine is causing. Let's pick it up. I'll let you, my friend, take it from there. Where do we want to go next with regards to the delivery system that this vaccination has within it, the, the FDA evidence, where, wherever we need to go, let's explain here what the what the dangers are. Continue on, please. Yeah, I, I do. I just want to um, talk a little bit more about that, that PD, the, the five-month-old baby. Um, right. A couple of things we need to be aware of. One, uh, Pfizer is on track with the FDA to get authorization to start injecting uh, two-year-olds uh, officially under the EUA in September. So they, are, they do want to move forward with injecting children. Um, uh, they are doing studies in six-month-olds. That five-month-old baby wasn't injected. That five-month-old baby got uh, poisoned by breastfeeding off of uh, Okay, mother. got you. Thank yeah, you for the clarification. And, and, yeah, and that's really important. 
uh, because also in the VAERS database, there's over 900 uh, spontaneous abortions or miscarriages. So you have over an 80% chance of losing your unborn child if you're pregnant versus 20% uh, if you're not vaccinated. So if you're vaccinated, it increases. The other alarming thing about this child being poisoned through the breast milk is that the coronavirus, there were studies done last year on mothers who were breastfeeding their children and the coronavirus did not show up in the breast milk. Uh, it showed up at very low trace levels in um, maybe 10 or 12 mothers. Uh, and those levels did not pass the coronavirus onto the baby. These babies are dying from the biological injections through the breast milk. So right. it tells you something else, which is that when you're injected with these uh, COVID-19 jabs, uh, that spike protein which is encapsulated in lipid nanoparticles, which we'll talk about, spreads throughout your entire body and it gets into your fluids and your systems, all wow. of your systems. Wow. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, and just one other thing, that baby who died from thromb thrombotic thrombocytopenia, right. uh, the American, let me just share my skin, the American College of Cardiology, you can see it on the last screen, actually, the American College of Cardiology has now created a new classification of death called vaccine-induced thrombitic thrombocytopenia. Yet the CDC is saying this isn't a big deal. Yet there's been over 100 cases with the J&J &J vaccine. And if you look into the VAERS database, it's even more with the Pfizer-BioNTech injection. We're being lied to. And I think that's, that's something we, we need to look at real-world evidence. Let's continue on. Let's look at real world evidence. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, this is the purpose and the mission of this show is to give you the truth that the mainstream media will not give you. And God bless Karen and, and her uh, endeavor to share the truth with all of you. Karen, you're going to be, um, I mean, uh, you're going to be a, a sought after expert. I know that you're going to, you're going to, God is going to be calling you to share this information, not only on this show, but on others. And I, and I hope that you do. I, I hope that you have um, many, many invitations from other people that do what I do to share this truth, but let's continue. God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I think I wanted to say one thing. Our our leaders took an oath to uphold the Constitution and our healthcare providers, the Hippocratic Oath. And, you know, as a fellow Christian, um, we took an oath to tell the truth and to, to 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 share the truth, to protect all of God's children. And that's really what's driving my efforts. And I want people to know that this isn't um this isn't about condemnation or judgment or anything. It's we, we want to say, help save our country um, and our children. And that's what this is about. Amen. So, so amen. So here's the thing. We, we look at real world evidence. There's thousands of deaths, tens of thousands, likely tens of thousands of deaths and hundreds of thousands of serious adverse events. And by serious, that means they required medical attention or hospitalization. Um, so when the CDC says mild myocarditis or mild anything, uh, you don't, you're not hospitalized for a mild case of anything. Again, this is weaponization of words. Um, so how come Pfizer was able to say they had high efficacy and safety? Uh, there's, there's an expression um, in, uh, in uh, statistics, it goes, lies, damn lies, and statistics. So you, you can prove anything with numbers. It's actually one of uh, Bill Gates's favorite expressions too. Uh, and he has a book that he reads, How to Lie with Statistics. Oh so how, how did this happen? Well, first under the EUA, uh, the Emergency Use Authorization, um, they did not have to, they, meaning the FDA, the NIH, uh, and the CDC collaborated, and they did not have to follow the process 
um, to ensure minimal risk and optimal outcomes of patient health. Um, and that process starts with uh, in vitro studies, which are the chemical studies, and in vivo, which are animal studies. What Pfizer did was they signed, they, com they completed two basic toxicity studies in some hamsters. They signed a letter of intent for the reproductive studies in rats. So they did not have time to do uh, studies in pregnant rats, and they have jumped to injecting pregnant women. Um, then you go through a phase one study, which is uh, healthy people to see that this is safe in, in individuals. Phase two is the target group of people that are at the greatest risk. So that would be people that are 65 and older with three, two and a half, three morbidities, comorbidities. Um, and then you go to thousands of patients. Then you file a new drug application after you have two years of safety and efficacy data with a placebo controlled group, which is the group that did not get injected. And then you go to phase four or post-market authorization. And along these ways, you also inspect uh, manufacturing, you do labeling and can make your claims. Well, this is what the system looks like. These are all happening simultaneously. The first step was they, they filed their initial new drug application saying they're gonna do phase one, two, and three trials, saying they're gonna complete the animal trials, okay? Then they skipped right into phase one, two, and three all together. Um, and that was started in July of last year. Approval was granted. They submitted for approval in November. This is insane. They didn't start recruiting until July. They submitted for approval in November. That's right. August, September, October, November. That's four months. It takes two, three months just to recruit people. Wow. There's no data. There's no data. And then on top of that, they unblinded and injected the placebo group in January of last year. So just five, six months into the study, they annihilated the scientific method from grade seven science. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and yep. again, let's talk about the hypocrisy from Dr. Fauci when he said on July 31st in 2020, he can't endorse, uh, Dr. Fauci said he cannot endorse uh, hydroxychloroquine in July of 2020 because there was no well-designed placebo-controlled studies to prove that it worked. Now he's, now he's demanding mandates, local mandates to inject children and young, healthy adults who have no risk of dying from, from coronavirus. And it is statistically and clinically impossible to make a vaccine that's more effective than a child's natural immune system against this virus. Oh my gosh. Amen, Karen. That you preach it. Preach it. That's what we've been saying on the show since this began. We, um, ladies and gentlemen, we're almost out of time with Karen for this show. She's agreed to come back uh, tomorrow to, to finish the conversation. And Karen, I think that we need to probably talk offline about coming back on a regular basis to continue to disseminate this information and this truth to this audience uh, and to the world. Clearly, they're not seeing it on the mainstream media. Are you are you good with all of that? You want to come back and, and continue to have our chats? Yeah. Can, I, can we wrap it up on one last point? Yes, ma'am. Please. They're not seeing on the mainstream media. And I'm going to share my screen again. Yep. Um, because this is very important as well, which is we were just talking about how they unblinded the placebo group, uh, right. which is completely, it's grossly unethical. It's unconscionable from a scientific method perspective. This is what the mainstream media said. They said, oh, it was unethical to not inject 
the placebo group, right? Because right. that's, so this was an ethics thing that we wanted to save the people of the placebo group. That's why we injected them. You know, it was the moral thing to do. What they didn't tell you was that when Pfizer submitted their initial new drug application, they are they already told the CDC that they were going to unblind the group and inject them a couple months into the study. They told them that they were going to, pardon the expression, but bastardize the entire process so that there was no statistical or clinical significance to their study. This isn't even a study. This isn't even an experiment. It is just a free-for-all to inject people with a lethal, harmful biological agent. Absolutely chilling, Sorry. ladies and gentlemen. Karen, I, I love the passion. I love the truth. And it is chilling. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the kinds of things that we need to face head on and take on. We need to make your, our voices heard. Please rise up, patriots. Rise up in whatever way you can. Write letters. We have we have uh, Joey Gilbert, another good friend of the show, and America Frontline Doctors. Go to their website, AmericanFrontlineDoctors.org. Uh, they have templates and, and, and ways that you can get involved if you if you would simply begin to write. And Karen... My friend, you know, thank God I met you in Branson, Missouri at our Determined Patriotism Conference. Thank you to, uh, to Greg Gray and all those who introduced you to me. We need you. We need you in this battle. You are incredible. And I'm glad that you're going to come back on, on tomorrow's show to finish the conversation. Thank you, Doug. Thanks for having so, me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, Karen Kingston, be on the lookout for her. Watch this show. Share it with your friends and family. This is important. This is a battle of a lifetime. This, in many ways, this entire topic uh, puts, you know, an election fraud in second place. This is probably the most important story that you and I will ever cover or be involved with in our lifetimes. And I'll be right back after the short break with some closing thoughts. Cheers. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the set of The Right Side with Doug Billings. I want to tell you about 21st Century IEP and its founder, Dr. Kelly Hollowell, PhD. She is a patent attorney. She's a technology analyst, and she's been doing this for over 20 years. She's founded 21st Century IEP, a patent protection company with a full for portfolio of solutions for you, whether it's mechanical or electrical, biotech or biochemical, renewable energy, software design and patents, trademarks, a whole portfolio of solutions for you. 21st Century IP is led and managed by partner-level attorneys working with technical experts, scientists, and engineers around the planet. Dr. Hollowell provides the full spectrum of IP-centered solutions. www.21stcip.com or 757-222-8032. 757-222-8032. Or 21stcip. Com. The Right Side with Doug Billings. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Right Side with Doug Billings, where we point out the intellectual immaturity of liberals every day. And we're doing it this week completely. Uh, we're, we're full court press against this intellectual immaturity and the crimes against humanity that the liberal left and members in the elected democratic commu-socialist class have thrust upon this world and this country by virtue of not only concocting COVID-19 back in the early 2000s, but then patenting the cure, the detection of, and the treatment of COVID back in that same time frame as well, was not an accidental release from Wuhan, China. That's a lie. And we're here pointing that out today. Karen Kingston laid out for you very clearly and succinctly with data points and slides. And my hope again is that you share this show with your friends and your family 
families, with people who don't see eye to eye with you on the vaccine, on the jab. We need to begin to get this truth out there. We need to speak up loud and clear. Administrator Biden will tell you that it's patriotic to get the jab, but I'm here to tell you that it's not. Your patriotic duty is to question, to question the jab, to question the reasons why they put this thing forth when we are basically and statistically speaking immune to the COVID-19 virus, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the truth. That's the truth of it all. It is intellectually immature to pursue injecting yourself and your loved ones with this vaccine. And we are speaking out high, mighty, and loud about it. Thank you to Karen Kingston. She's going to be back tomorrow and on many shows yet to come in the future about this topic. There's so much to cover, so much data that we're just giving high level views of it now, but she's going to come back and we're going to go get into the weeds and educate you. We feel that it's our patriotic duty to do so. To be patriotic means that we inform you of the truth. And Administrator Biden and his elected commie socialist class are betraying America and our republic by refusing to allow you access to the truth. And the mainstream media is in concert with him, and we won't have it any further. In order for us to continue putting forth the conservative message that I think that you like and you want to hear, I ask that you go to DougBillings.us. Go to the membership page over there and sponsor this program. You can do so on a monthly or annual basis. There's multiple levels of affordability over there. Please consider subscribing and becoming a member to the website, DougBillings.us. That will help this program continue. There's also a merchandise page over there if you want to get a right side hat, shirt, mug, whatever. There's all of that over there for you as well. All of the proceeds go to helping to continue the conservative message of this show. Ladies and gentlemen, you have a pack of blessings on your back, no matter the darkness of the topic and no matter how fearful it may be to understand and to realize that your government is not necessarily your friend. Remember that on the other side of that, God has promised you the blessings that reside right there with you. A pack of blessings, as I call them on your back. Take inventory of those blessings every day. And let's remember to meet in determined prayer every day with each other. I will meet you every day in prayer, and I hope you meet me there as well. And then marching forward together with determined patriotism, the hard work of it all, to deliver these messages, to share these videos and these interviews with your family, with your friends, and with people who, quite frankly, might disagree with you. Share them. Share them high, far, and wide. And may God continue to bless you, ladies and gentlemen. And if he's willing, I'll meet you again right here on the right side with Doug Billings. Cheers. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. My Giza sheets also include full 21-inch wide pillowcases that will fit over any pillow and deep pocket sheets that will fit over any mattress. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen right now to get your very own MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets. Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. Use your promo code and for a limited time, when you buy one set of sheets, you'll get another set absolutely free. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.
Dental.com. Do you worry about going to the dentist? After all, a visit to the dentist can easily cost $2,000 or more. Well, relax. The Carefree Dental Card is now available in your area. Call now and we'll send your actual card at no cost today. With the Carefree Dental Card, you go to the dentist whenever you need and you instantly pay a lot less. Activate your card and you can start using it immediately. From exams and cleanings to more expensive procedures like crowns, dentures, even braces, they're all included with the Carefree Dental Card. Say you go to the dentist today without any card and your bill is, well, ouch. Wait a minute, let's try that again. You go to the dentist today and show your Carefree Dental Card, you save $525. The Carefree Dental Card is just $15.95 a month, so call now and make going to the dentist carefree. Call 1-800-416-5739 to receive your Carefree Dental Card Information Kit. 1-800-416-5739. Call now. I'm Rick Becker from No Apologies. Welcome to your After Hours Oasis of Sanity. How can, how can these people not see that they're just clowns? We help simplify and educate you on things going on in the legislature and around the country. Asking the hard-hitting questions. But also having Flea Stack and Sid and Marty Croft stuff, and we've talked about that sometimes. It's bad. Watch us weeknights at 9 Central on Beck News and online at Beck.News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow. Just like you, I had problems sleeping. I tried every pillow out there and nothing worked. Fifteen years ago, I invented my pillow. It took me two years to develop because I wanted to have everything you would ever want in a pillow. I made sure that you could adjust my patented fill so you could have the exact support you need as an individual regardless of your sleep position. I also wanted a pillow that would last, so I made my pillow machine washable and dryable. I back my pillow with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Not only that, I do all my own manufacturing in my home state of Minnesota. I really like the fact that it was made in the USA. I think that USA products are a better quality product. I've tried a lot of other pillows and nothing's worked like my pillow. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. For a limited time, you get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, and that's the lowest price in history. I used to think that sheets were just sheets. I got the Giza Dream sheets. They are the most comfortable sheets I've ever had. The Go Anywhere pillow is so easy to just roll up and take anywhere I want to go. The MyPillow Topper, for the first time, has enabled me to have a cool night's sleep. I'm able to go to bed and just get rest. That's three inches of wonderful that's in the MyPillow mattress topper. It's just like a firm cloud. When I got my pillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. MyPillow helps me get a good night's sleep so I can do my job in the morning. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you can get my premium MyPillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.